0: Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? For and
1: gigalettes. you are now listening to the best best friends podcast in the world.
0: All right, Everybody, welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcast. It's the internationally claimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives, and lean back <laughs> and friendship. Dan sent us with that lean back, lean back. Yeah, if you uh were around in the uh the early 2000s, that was a song to a Fat Joe, Fat Joe, or Big Pun. I think it was both, it might have been both. I think it was Terra Squad. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Something like that Someone Reunion will correct about. this. Yeah um, Alright everybody uh, I am your host The uh, crispiest of boys The king of the butt
2: rock click, click, boom.
0: <laughs> Tom That's awesome
1: And I'm your other host The Hop Master General The Royer's Ford Rattlesnake I know you don't have a beer can over there You can just throw that tiny little uh, massage water bottle at me Hell yeah! <laughs>
0: it's Dan. All right, everybody, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna keep this train going. Keep the butt rock train going. I mean, we have to. All I right. feel like we have to. I um, mean, you
1: found you found a you found gold right here. Yeah, this is pretty. As soon good. as you started playing it, I was like, God, is this is
0: this altar branch? <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert, it is. Uh, and we are the best best friends podcast in the world. I didn't spoil anything. Is pivotal butt rock. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, it's just like Chef's kiss butt rock. <laughs> it's like Creed was Creed was like, let's branch off from Scott Stapp. Uh, let's really branch off and, and try something new for a side project, and then they were like. All right, we got this band together. What should we do? Creed 2.0?
1: Creed 2.0. I know. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, I feel like he sang that song with his shirt unbuttoned, just no, like Scott yeah. that.
0: With somebody holding a fan in front of him. Oh, totally. So he's doing the, <laughs> with, the with his, his <laughs> shirt blowing? His shirt blowing. Not, not, not
1: as bad as Nickelback. I'd say it's up there, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like, can we make. We're we we're, we're, Creed's a I don't know inspirational rock band or or they full Christian rock band I don't know
1: probably inspirational I'd say
0: and they were like well let's let's knock this inspirational and go full Christian
1: yeah and then like Nickelback kind of they were like the bad boys yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well as bad as bad of a boy as you can be when you're Canadian I know <laughs> <laughs> we're bad don't you know
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well we're gonna. Wreck your hotel room. Ooh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Let us clean up here. Ooh, so don't let it. No, no, no. You get out. We'll, we'll take care of this. <laughs> Have some Tim Hortons.
1: <laughs> really good
0: coffee there, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's gone. It's gone downhill since they became like a uh, InBev. Yeah. AB a- InBev. Yeah, take Something them like that.
1: They went all Goose Island.
0: Well, oh, Chris White. Is that where you got it from? Yeah, I no, was watching they, the chat. Sasha Malcandy. It's not bad though. Ah. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh welcome back everybody. Uh we're gonna go uh a little later in this episode. We're not gonna go I mean I, I felt
2: do go you ahead, feel, did
0: you feel like there wasn't enough curmudgeon last week? I feel like I feel like he's turned a new leaf. Or, he just seemed week's guest toned down.
1: Yeah. I mean, could be the drugs. Could be. It
0: could be like he just could. He Wait, could. Just- were you
1: just not angry enough after it?
0: No, no. <laughs> Usually after an episode with Ethan, I'm like shaking with anger. I'm
1: like, you get one stickman episode creativity. in and you just hate the craft beer community. Uh-huh. And I just read the comments you leave on people's pages. But <laughs> you were actually pretty tame after that.
0: Yeah, I don't I, I didn't feel uh I didn't feel tense or angry yeah. my uh my blood pressure stayed at a nice level
1: now I feel like we're about to go into what I like to call a uh a 12 ounce episode
0: yeah oh yeah 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 um it's
1: gonna be, it's gonna be nice you know we're not we're not cracking the tall
0: boys this time around no oh okay. well, maybe 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 we'll, we'll see what happens yeah but we're split skis on the, on the on the tall boy if we do okay so yeah still still light still yeah. light yeah so um we are going to uh venture back into the old going dirty-gers. back dirty jers uh but before we do before we do yeah
1: let's uh talk about some housekeeping here guys um as always subscribe rate and review or follow rate and review whatever you use for your podcast platform whatever give us a follow that's when you know when the episodes drop tom spoiler alert it's wednesdays wednesday i took your line (laughs) Yeah. and uh guys so we dropped the audio on wednesday if you're joining us on a stream tonight cheers thank you guys for uh joining us um, always rate and review. That helps us to show up better. Uh, we were the number one. Uh, was it food and beverage podcast in Ghana? In Ghana. Thank you, Ghana. Thank you, Ghana. But now we're number nine. So, um, guys, help us to show up better in Ghana. We need to be number one again.
0: We need to start. Uh, we need to start like dropping pamphlets in in Ghana. <laughs> well, like an airdrop. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, like, or- like pamphlets? warning people, <laughs> like make people think we're going to carpet bomb the place, but then they're like, crap beer podcast." <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what Just see.
1: One of those like military transport planes uh-huh. come over. It's just pamphlets with our faces on them. <laughs>
0: They're like, Oh no. Oh no. What craft beer podcast?
1: Number one, baby. What this? <laughs> and, uh, as always, we'll talk about our partnership with the Hopped Up Network. Hopped Up Network is an ever-growing uh, group of independent beer podcasts. Um, you can check them all out on their Instagram at Hopped Up Network and their website at HoppedUpNetwork.com. I just dropped off some uh, Hopped Up Network gear for uh, Tom over here. Yeah,
0: I know. I should have put it on and chilled hard.
1: <laughs> I know. You should have just went full sponsor on it.
0: Yeah. Dan covered up some of his meth uh, meth sticker. Uh, it's method, uh, meth, uh, come on.
1: It's a jersey. It's, I mean, we're talking Jersey. I can't, I can't, uh, well, you can't, can't really see method. it on his
0: camera now, but at the bottom he has M E and at the top, he still has TH. So meth is still <laughs> there on his, uh, it's method his, man. All right. Right. Sure. Whatever you need to tell yourself, meth boy. All um, right. <clears throat> uh, I guess we, we should start talking about this at the top of the, uh, the podcast instead of, uh, the end. Cause more people listen at the beginning than they do at the end. Uh we're live uh on Facebook Live, YouTube, and just read the screen time. There you go. Yeah, there it is. I mean, we're live on all three. Uh, you can hop in the stream with us. Uh, you can ask questions for the brewers that we're talking to. You we can to
1: confess your love of nickelback to us <laughs> or yeah. slash with Miles Kennedy, whatever you're into.
0: Whatever you're into, man. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um, talk with us, talk with the brewers, you know? Yeah. Ask get questions. We, we're all about the audience participation.
1: Definitely. It makes our job easier because sometimes we just blank. Yeah. We're not professionals. We're not.
0: <laughs> Never claimed to be. <laughs> Never did. Um. All right. Let's, uh. Let's, let's get our guest in here. Yeah. Let's get them on here. We're getting thirsty. So like we, we mentioned, we're going back to the old pork roll, central pork roll, Taylor ham, pork roll, uh, pork roll central. Um, we're going to the dirty jurors. Um, a staple in, you know, Dan and I are Jersey Shore. The proper Jersey Shore guys. None of that. Yeah, we're, we're none, South- of that, none of that greasy, dirty northern Jersey Shore that yeah. you see on TV. The proper <laughs> Irish Delco
2: trash. <laughs>
0: Jersey Shore. Just a bunch of Irish and Italians. Getting sunburned. Yeah. Just real a lot of a lot of sunburn. A lot, lot of, of lobsters down there. A lot of high SPF a wow. lot of high spf uh what far <laughs> already
1: already getting the chat not even 10 minutes in <laughs> Farkas is
0: throwing a wrench in here uh, how is that it, it, i i hope you're being sarcastic because i wear this on so many podcasts
1: he hasn't watched this in a while
0: yeah that's true
1: all um, right let's bring our guest on <laughs> all right so
0: is the owner and brewer of slack tide brewing company in i guess they're technically cape may county
1: cape may county yeah
0: I, it's just, it's Seattle to me. It's Seattle. <laughs> the whole area is Seattle.
1: That's, that's, all yeah, yeah. that's all you see when you're driving down Seattle.
0: What part of Seattle? Uh, hey, go down to Gleason's, make a bang left on nine and then go a little ways down. Make, uh, I think it's your second right. <laughs> down a little bit. And you'll that? see Slack What was that bloop sound? It's a little, a little venture sound. All right. So Jason Campbell from Slack type company.
2: Let's bring them on! All right, hey, hey Jason. guys, how you doing? Hey, just for clarification purposes, my brother is the brewer, but I started it out as the brewer. But anyway, it's it, it, it's all good. It's a team effort here. So. Yeah, team effort. All right. So, yeah, I
1: didn't know which one I was going to get in the picture because I was I, I was like, which one's Jason? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Sorry, I uh, I don't have very many solo shots.
1: <laughs> it's all good. I was like, uh, it was going to be a surprise for me when we brought you on the stream. I'm like, I wonder which one we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, all right. So thank you for coming on with us. Um, thanks for having me. We're definitely going to get into some tasty beers here. Tasty beverages. We've uh,
1: actually talked about these beers before on our first, on our first test stream of our new platform here. Yeah. It was right after your vacation. So we got down on some, uh, some Jersey shore
0: beers. Dan got so frustrated when I was on vacation and he had to, he had to set up the stream that he was like, screw this. I'm paying for this new service. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so let's get uh, Jesus. God, Farkas is it's just ten minutes, and he's Ryan from
1: Warwick. He's scrubbing his cheeks, and he's he going to come it, join
0: t- us
2: again. Yep. All right. Are you familiar with Warwick Farm Brewing, Jason? Uh, n- no. Okay. But so that, that that that's not that unusual because yeah. there's a lot of breweries that keep cropping up. So no, I'm not,
0: but, <laughs> um, they're probably one of the bigger breweries in this area right now, uh, mm-hmm. in Southeastern Pennsylvania. Um, and Ryan likes to,
1: he likes to hop on and yeah. uh, talk to us while we're in the chat. And, uh, and
0: I said, daddy's going to scrub his cheeks in the shower and then wash. Thanks Ryan.
1: <laughs> He'll be back on yeah. to All ask right. questions, but yeah, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to slack tide. Yeah.
0: All right. So, um, we're going to dive into some slack tide beers. Um, and then we will we'll talk about the goings on at the brewery, and, and I, you have a lot of stuff going on. So you know, let's get into it so we can start talking about everything. Definitely. Uh, and before great. we crack that uh, first beer, oh, I
1: God. guess we should talk about it. No. And I swear, one day, one day, I'll update all of Untapped for this. But <laughs> guys, um, again, <laughs> I, appreciate
2: it. I like the boo. I like the boo. <laughs> Uh, one more cesspool
1: of the craft beer one more time tom here we go go ahead untapped
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) that's very good
1: all right guys uh yeah so we are almost caught up we're just a few episodes behind but if you want to check out the beers we have on the podcast um go follow us on untapped that's best best friends pod that's best best friends (laughs) p-o-d
0: pod jason you are familiar with the band pod
2: actually i am a oh cool bit, yes all right <laughs> oh sweet <laughs> so you are uh
0: you are going to get
1: much more uh, so no blank them. stares from the brewers yeah. we play pod drums. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> it's great when the people are like no and then they we play it and we're just rocking out over here and they're just like oh what
2: was what, what was that one of the things <laughs> i can say about the brewery over here is there's between my brother and the and the assist the guys in the back and the sales team we have an incredibly eclectic music mix. So we hear POD, all kinds of nineties rap, uh, you know, new age alternative.
0: (laughs) I love, uh,
2: EDM, like everything. It's crazy. Oh man. We hear all kinds of stuff. All right. Awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, I'll go grab the first beer. If, uh, you want to pull it up and uh, talk about it here.
0: Um, so we're going to do, uh, we're going to start off with headboat, uh, here. And I'm going to bring up your untapped page uh, and we can take a look. Let's see what's going on. Uh, let me see here. There oh, Tom,
1: go. you know what we forgot to mention? What's that? We forgot to mention about the uh, crack in the unison.
0: No, we didn't. We talked about it.
1: Oh, I heard a cracker over oh, there. No. <laughs> oh, no. I think our, oh, man.
0: Did you, did you, did you, did you crack? That might already, have been me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, all right. It's all right. Oh, that's awesome. We'll uh we'll get through. I'll
2: wait though. I'll wait
0: to be <laughs> ready. All right. Let's see. Uh, you got it up? Uh, I'm bringing it up here. It's not wanting to. I got gotcha. Me here. I got you, dog. Why is it not coming up? Head boot.
1: Head boot. It's uh,
0: two words. I did put in two words. I got it. Man, my yeah. <laughs> see, I try. You try. I try and take over one thing. All right, Dan. I'll pull it
1: up for you guys. Yeah, here, so pick me up here. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. There we go. There it is. Yeah, so we were doing Headboat uh, Hellas Lager. Um, beer style that is near and dear to our hearts here over at the podcast. So. Oh, yeah. I got it. The name's so hot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Headboat is the first beer in our classic beer series. This German-style lager is made with European malts and hops. The straw-colored lager is easy drinking, slightly malty, and finishes clean on the palate. We've got a 3.69 right here on Untapped, 4.9% right. ABV, so low ABV party for this episode.
0: I like it. All
1: like right, it. Tom, you ready to do a crack in unison? Yes, I am. Hold up. I'll get rid of that. There you go. And we'll bring it back here. Yep. There we go. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. You could just do that. It's okay, Jason.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's give her a little pour here. All right. So, is this a, uh, is this a, like kind of a staple beer for you? Is this one that's like a year long? It's a year round
2: beer. Basically, Headboat um, was one of the beers that we brewed to have as broad an appeal as possible. Okay. So, basically, when you open a brewery and you have a brewery, you want to have a, we we at least try to have a very broad um, selection of beers. We are IPAs tend to rule the day in in, in today's day and age for the most part. Yeah, yep. we try to have a, a broad enough selection. We have you know we usually have two stouts, a couple of Belgians, a couple of German style beers, and then um, uh, occasionally we'll do an English beer, uh, and then obviously the IPAs. But Headboat kind of started out as being um, the beer that we use to convert the Miller light Coors light drinkers that come into the brewery. Um, and it actually works out pretty well that way. It It, it is a traditional German style beer. Um, it's light in color. It's, it's lagered, um, So it has a long aging time and it, it goes through a decoction mash and some other things like that. Um, and uh-huh. it's, it, 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 it's our sort of our, the most, we usually use the word, the most approachable beer we have on our menu. I don't know. So it we might lose
1: viewers. It's a clear beer. Yeah. It's yeah. a clear beer. Yeah, <laughs> see through. It, it's the most,
2: it's the most approachable beer we have on our menu. Um, it, it does have a, a very steady following. Um, and, but it, it, it's a good beer. Sometimes we joke around that it's beer flavored beer, but German beers are tend to be pretty pure. Like they are what they are. They're not going to over hop it and do things like the, like we do over here. Um, but it, it's, it's a crisp beer. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna take a sip. Actually, cheers, guys. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Slug cheers, up. yeah. It uh it's it, it, it's our entry, it's our entry beer. So we usually get people hooked on that and then they move on to other things like our Belgian, and eventually they wind up with the IPA or a triple or something like that at the end of the day. But yeah. but that's what it was originally released for. It is a one of our flagships, it's available all year round. Um, it's going to be available in, uh, Pennsylvania coming soon. Um, we, uh, just signed on with the distributor in, uh, last month. So it's one of the beers that will be coming out, but lagers tend to be, um, they, they tend to have a very large audience. So, you, you know, you get people to drink yingling, people to drink Miller Lite, people to drink, uh, you know, these other sort of lighter beers. That's what this beer is designed to kind of compete or not compete with, but, but, uh, play with the space it it, it hangs out in. Um, so I mean, you guys are,
0: uh, you guys are located kind of in between Cape May and, uh, sea isle, sea isle city. Right,
2: We're basically between, we're on the mainland between Avalon and sea isle city. Okay. So, um, the easiest reference to use for people is we're between exit 13 and 17 off the parkway. That's the best way to do it. Um, but we're we uh, we're the northern part of Cape May County near Dennis we're in Dennis Township, which is yeah. the only other mm-hmm. the only other county that's north of us is Upper Town or Township that's north of us is Upper. Um, but yeah, we're we're basically on the mainland from Sea Isle. That that's accurate. Yeah, yeah.
0: That can- so it, it I think it was like an eight minute drive from my my beach house when I went up there. And mm-hmm. it was I, I mean, I would say you're getting people coming a majority of people coming from Sea Isle. I would assume.
2: We actually have a pretty, a, a pretty interesting mix. We uh, we get a lot of folks from Avalon. Okay. We get a lot of folks from Sea Isle. Um, but one of the things that a lot of people don't realize because you can't see it is there are about a hundred or about uh, thirteen hundred campsites within two miles. Oh yeah, mm. the brewery. So we get a lot of campers. We get a lot of people who, a lot of people also don't this don't know this that there's nine there's ten breweries in Cape May County. Yes. along with two distilleries and six wineries. Yeah. So there are a lot of opportunities <laughs> to drink in Cape May <laughs> County. So we do get a lot of people that come down and do the sort of the tour for the day um, or they come down for the weekend. They're staying in Cape May or they're staying in Wildwood. And they they hit, you know, a, a bunch of us while they're down here. And the one thing that is pretty cool is all the breweries in Cape May County are open year round. A lot of people don't know that. Like a lot of the places here close in the winter. Because the the obviously the population shifts right. back to you guys, but all pretty much all the breweries are open. Maybe not every day, but they're open year round, which is pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. And I just going back to like headboat what you mentioned. You know, you're getting a lot of Avalon. You're getting a lot of CIL like people coming into the brewery. Uh, especially do- over the summer like a, a beer like headboat is a good introductory beer to have for those yeah, vacationers I, that's kind of like, i was getting at there. like the non-craft beer drinkers who are looking for something that is as close to right. that like you said that miller or that you know that american lager because i mean if you're get. yeah if you're <laughs>
0: if, if you're walking off the beach you look in the trash cans right by the exits <laughs> there it's all Miller Lite and Coors Light yeah. and McUltra. Yeah.
2: The, the, the one thing I will say is we, if I asked one question in the tasting room more than anything else, well, I shouldn't say that. That's not actually, true. we're, we're asked quite often what's the closest thing you have to Miller Lite or the closest thing you have to Yingling or the closest thing you have to, to this, you know, there, there are people who, who want to learn craft beer. They want to get into it, but they don't want to like all of a sudden jump in and drink a West coast IPA and have their palate, like, you know, burned out they want to kind of ease into it a little bit or a lot of times you'll get you know a husband or a wife who drinks the craft one or the other drinks the craft the other one doesn't and they you know that's what they kind of settle in on the other thing too with headboat in the summertime you kind of hit the nail on the head is it's a light drinking beer so if you're going to take it to the beach you know you're you're going to be able to drink it all day because it's only four percent if you're drinking a angry osprey or you know a knockdown one of our higher abv ipas you might get through two or three of them and then fall asleep on the beach. so Ugh. so you so you wouldn't
0: you <laughs> wouldn't recommend drinking a crowler of uh of a 12 percent imperial stout on the beach oh tom no i would suggest <laughs> this is a
2: judgment-free zone i would suggest that you drink whatever you want <laughs> okay I let just me know let i me, just know that people tend to gravitate towards the lighter beer let
0: That's me I mean. let me rephrase that I recommend that you don't
1: (laughs) from experience. I don't recommend that. I could feel you being sluggish via text message. Like I could tell that you were just like bloated. Like I was calling you the bloated walrus on the beach because you had that imperial stout. You're like, I can't believe I'm drinking this on the beach.
0: So two summers, two two summers ago, I I was, I got a crowler of a, of a 12% imperial stout from uh, one of your neighbors. And, uh, Dennis Township too, are they, no, not, I don't.
2: Are they Dennis Billy there? from Ludlam? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in Dennis Township.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I I forget what it's called. The the I always want to call it the armadillo. Uh, <laughs> their imperial stout. I got a crowd.
2: Yes, that's the one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I this drank guy the, drank it on the beach. <laughs> yep, took it all to the head. It was uh <laughs> Wrong, the wrong kind of sweats. You ever see
1: like the like Discovery Channel when like a walrus rolls over and just starts slapping its belly with its flippers? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> you ever you ever see the end of Batman, the uh, Michael Keaton Batman when... Uh, Danny DeVito's just floating. Danny DeVito's down. the yeah. penguin? Yeah. He's and just he floating the, down the water. And his, his black oh, blood is coming out. Wah, wah, wah. That was oh, me, God. except the sweat. The blood was you actually just had birds, birds <laughs> landing on them. Yeah, it's stout pouring out of my pores.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, that, that that's making a pretty that's hitter. That's <laughs> a pretty heavy it's a good, it's a good beer though. They, yeah, oh yeah. They, delicious. The guys up in Ludlum do a really good job.
1: Oh yeah. We're huge fans. And I mean, completely opposite of that stout experience, headboat right here would be probably the ideal thing you should have chosen. Oh.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> in the yeah, in the summertime I have two go-to's on the beach headboat and we have a session IPA that we re- that we usually release around uh middle of April like right around Easter and it runs through until um, early September called Sandspike, um and it's a ah, session yeah, IPA tough. super crushable I believe I but drank that
0: at the brewery
2: yeah those are the two beers I take to the beach because I remember I, at I the brewery the I had
0: East. I had headboat because I walked in I'm a I'm a logger guy so. I walked in and as soon as I saw Hellas Lager on the menu, I was like, that's what I'm getting. You know, my wife's like, I need some time to choose. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, do you know what you want? I was like, "Well, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lager on the menu. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's like the, uh, that's the intro to any new brewery. You got to go in, you got to get the clear beer. You got yep. yeah, to, yeah, know, And one of hide. the cool
2: things too, as a brewery owner and, and, you know, and and being dialed into the whole brewing community, one of the things that my brother and I are pretty excited about is that some of these, Lesser, I don't want to say lesser known, but more like OG styles of beer like lager, West Coast IPA, uh, Czech Pilsner. Some of these beers are making a comeback, which yes. they kind of disappeared for a long time and got drowned out, and and now they're coming back. And they're they're great beers. There's not there's nothing wrong with them. They're just not hop bombs. So it, you know it, it it is what it is. And they're we're we're kind of stoked that the whole brewing community has started to embrace these. I don't want to call them older. Well, they're older styles, but has kind of embraced the 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 loggers and the and the Czech Pilsners, the Kolshes. A lot of Kolshes out yeah. there now. Yeah, which, feel, which is really cool. So,
1: yeah, I feel like the uh, the craft beer nerds over the pandemic um, just ran out of books. They got burned out. So they they picked up the BJCP and started reading it, and then all of a sudden they wanted everything that was listed there. They wanted the yeah. German styles, like you said, the the Czech dark. Well,
0: they realized that everything didn't have to be. Uh, Brewed with citro mosaic and super juicy right, and right, triple dry hops. Right. They learned they, and, and, they learned that there's a different kind of hops called noble hops.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or the old world hops. It's not just noble, but it's all those old world hops. And the and the interesting thing is is a lot of those beers, A, are clear, like you guys have said. You know, you're not gonna walk into it into other than you know, hefeweizen or a German-style hef is gonna be hazy, but a lot of those beers are gonna be clear but they're, they're very crisp. They're like, they're flavorful, you know, they're, they're, and, and when you get one that's produced by a craft brewery, they're not filtered. They're not um, you know, they're, they're not like Miller light where they take most of the flavor out. It's, it still has the flavor of the yeast, the flavor of the hops. And that, that's a, a, to a, to us as a craft brewer is important. It's part of the art of it is being able to layer those flavors and make them taste appealing to a broad audience.
0: Yeah, and you even have stuff like uh, now we're in the season of, you know, the Fest beers and marzins and Dunkles. Uh, the, the
1: multi-season. I see you guys have the Slacktoberfest. I, I was just going through all of your uh, rotational beers, and that Slacktoberfest caught my eye.
2: And even Yeah, with- the Slacktoberfest is probably one of our it, – it's probably our best seasonal selling beer. Like, we only produce it from uh, – it's only basically available in September and October. Um, but it – it it's really good it's a super easy to drink beer um and it's tradi- it's a traditional you know german style martin you know we have another beer that we release at, at, in march for saint patrick's day which is a traditional irish red ale oh, that also goes you oh, okay. know sells out really quick but it's it's that kind of stuff it's being able to dial into those to sort of those I don't want to call them off styles, but more traditional styles that people kind of gravitate away from.
1: Like the old and, guard. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah, I mean,
2: that's why we call it the classic series. So in the classic series, there's a, there's the headboat Helles lager. There's a Hefeweizen. There's a traditional just brown ale, which is kind of like a porter, uh, almost like an English. Well, it's not like an English mild, but it's, it it's just a, a traditional brown ale. And it's, it's really good and people love it. And then they'll go from that to, something crazy, like our, uh, you know, our uh countercurrent or our stinger hook, or one of our New England's that we have that comes out all the time. But it's, it's having that diversity, I think that's really important, because you 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 have a broad, like, everybody likes ice cream, right? Most people yeah. like ice. cream. Well, that's why they make like chocolate, vanilla, coffee, strawberry, there's all these different flavors. That's the reason is everybody's palates are a little different. So you kind of have to, you, you have to be able to be good at ma- you have to be able to make all different styles of beer and yep. that's one of the things that we take a lot of pride in
0: i think one of the things that definitely stood out to me was your diverse menu i mean
1: my hand's getting tired over here rotating through his website right <laughs> now. i've been just like scrolling down scrolling of, up were, and just finding every every beer that you've mentioned i'm like all right i have to scroll
0: through uh, like a couple I feel like of
1: these to get to <laughs> i was <laughs> i was so very many. surprised
0: uh like taking talking about the the um, a variety of different beers you had, you know, I walked into the brewery and I mean, the, the tap room is not, I mean, it's bigger than the, I'm going to say it's not, it's a postage stamp. You can admit it. It's it's not not (laughs) much bigger than (laughs) our our studio here. And it's uh, not very big, but then you look up at the board and you see like 16 different beers and you're like, Whoa, where, where is this coming from? And you have a, you have a decent sized brew, uh, brew house. And then you have a nice, the, the nice backyard area, but there was there was a, a good amount of diversity. I mean it was de- it's definitely IPA heavy, but you know, you have to be mm-hmm. um this in this day and age, but you had the hellas on, you had I think it was a Belgian blonde.
2: Yeah, Buoys are a Belgian blonde. That's that's our uh, another one of our flagships. We have that all the time.
0: Yeah, you had um, uh you had the the Hef, you had uh we, we Sours. Had sour if you were yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, you had the uh the the key lime goza. Mm-hmm. Um There was it it was a it was a really nice eclectic menu, and that always stood out to me. That it was there was such a good uh, variety that I feel like anybody can really walk in there and get something that they'll enjoy. I am just getting a cramp right now scrolling
2: through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Dan. The one thing I will say is, uh, if you're going through our our website, there's it's it's listed out. Those beers, ninety percent of the beers on that list are on a rotation. Yeah, I'm going through your rotation. We have like seven we have seven flagships and then the rest of them rotate through so we do like a whole series of rotating new england ipas we yep. do a series of rotating west coast ipas um, we do a, a two high gravity belgians we do two low gravity belgians um, you know there there's there's we do several stouts we have a milk stout out right now we do a, a our black ipa was just released today Ooh. so so we do we do a lot of different a lot of different beers. And it, it's one of the things that we always wanted to do from the beginning, because one of the things that we found out or I found out when I would travel around and go to breweries is some of these guys would get into a wheelhouse and yeah, there's places that make IPAs and they're really good at it. That's great. But they, but you know, my wife doesn't like IPAs. So we go to a, a, a some place to go and you want to have something for everybody in your group. So we, tr- we try to do that as, as much as we can. And we try to keep it as fresh as we can. I mean not not fresh as in uh the beer's not old but meaning fresh as in we keep trying to rotate the styles as much as we can. So um we we don't in, we are not going to introduce too many new beers because we're getting ready to go through a big expansion but we are going to rotate the ones that we currently do.
1: And that's awesome. And Tom, I just want to say the one thing I hate about doing like jersey breweries is how much I want to have these beers and yeah. knowing that I like I have to travel. <laughs>
0: Just gotta take a day trip.
1: I know, like, ah, oh, it's like, man, I want to go on a day trip now. I'm like going through all the beers that you like, your current tap list as well as like what you have currently available, and it's it's great. And you guys are still practicing like a good diversity right here, which is awesome. I mean, I'm seeing a West Coast double IPA that
0: I'm just drooling over right now. <laughs> Dan, Dan, we can we can we can tell our wives that we have to do this for research. Oh yeah, research purposes. Yeah, we can go down, we can go down, hit hit Slack
2: Tide, hit Ludlum, hit Cape May. Oh, I know. I- Mud Hen, we could do it all. Oh, it'd be so tiring to wait home. it be so worth it. So worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Dan, to your point, um, one of the things that's pretty cool, like I mentioned earlier, is that we we did just sign on with 31st and Wharton. Um, and we are going to start distributing mainly our flagships uh, for at least initially until we get our expansion completed into Pennsylvania. So you won't have to necessarily drive all the way down here to get You'll have to drive down here to get some of the specialty beers, but our flagships will be available in Pennsylvania on a limited basis until we get our expansion. Okay. So um, I know right
0: now you're distributed in Pennsylvania uh, with kegs, correct?
2: Yes. The next order will have some cans in it. That'll be sometime around November. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that.
1: That's awesome. So with, like, the keg distribution, that's, like, getting into, like, I guess like gastro pubs and restaurants out here in Pennsylvania. Like,
2: yeah. We actually have a launch event tomorrow night at uh, stingers on the waterfront in Ridley park. Oh, nice. Um, and that, that, and then we have another one next Wednesday night at Bridget Foy's. Uh, I think it's on South street yeah. uh, okay. in Philadelphia. Um, 31st and Wharton does a good job for us, um, with getting us in front of the right people and, and what we're supposed to do, uh, you know, and how, how we get our beer out there. But, Eventually, when we move to the new facility, you guys, well, you guys have been here before, but our new facility is going to be about three times the size of our current one. So we'll be able to produce a lot more beer, which will be easier for us to get stuff into Pennsylvania. Um, but right now. We were going to be available on a limited basis, especially this time of year. In the summertime, all bets are off because it just becomes bedlam, bedlam down here, and we got to sure <laughs> they right. able to uh, support our locals too. Got to batten um, down the hatches there in the summer, <laughs> pretty much. And it's like it's like it's like the pygmies on the beach waiting for the tsunami when uh, Memorial Day rolls around. Just a bunch of but, Delco um, accents but,
1: uh, going down
2: yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do you what do you mean? You all have it, hit. Man? We're really excited about being able to be in, P- in PA. We have a lot of customers from PA who come down here um, who have been asking us for a while to do that. And we're, we're thrilled to be able to do it. So
1: you love to hear it. You love to hear it about Pennsylvania. Like people like breweries who just want to be in Pennsylvania. It makes us, makes us so happy. And we've been hearing like, I mean, recently over the last couple of months, you have like other half is coming into Pennsylvania um, out mm-hmm. West Aslan is going to Pittsburgh yeah. now. Um, and like all of these like other breweries that, Kind of border Pennsylvania and are mm-hmm. seeing, are seeing the value in kind of opening up like a tab house or opening up distribution and getting you know shipping into here as well. So
2: just love to see it. Um, yeah, well, one of the, one of the things as a brewer that we appreciate is guys like you and and other people who are are fans of craft beer. I mean, not everyone's a fan of craft beer, but th- you know, our our goal has always been from the beginning to try to convince not convince people but show people that. You're getting a beer that's super fresh. It's not filtered. We can tell you where all the ingredients came from. Like it's, it's, it's a totally different experience. And I I have, I have people who are regular customers at our brewery who were exclusively macro beer people. And when we opened, they came in and they started with Bell Bowie or one of these other ones. And now they, they don't drink the macro anymore. So you know, it, it's one of those. I mean, I shouldn't say anymore. If you go to the, a, a sporting event, you're kind of forced to drink the macro. But but they uh, but it, it, it's a cool thing, and it kind of ties into a lot of other things too. Like food, like we're if you've ever been down here, seafood's amazing down here. The produce is amazing down here. Oh yeah. There's a whole, a whole like farm to table, ship, uh, boat to table movement that the beer kind of ties right into, and it's it's just it's it's cool. It's cool to be part of it. And it's it's uh, it's 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 a lot of fun and and it's really good for you. It's healthy food. So that I mean, beer is not necessarily healthy for you, but who's counting? <laughs> hey, I'm
1: on a liquid diet, like fifty cents. So this is, this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is keeping me all right, damn. keeping me fit.
0: Let's uh let's let's wrap up the uh, let's wrap up Headboat. Uh, final thoughts.
1: Oh, final thoughts. I love this beer. When we brought it up on our you know test stream, um we're huge fans of the hellas lager here on the podcast and we love the style. Um, great malt backbone on this. Like it just, like you said, um, like you said, in the description, perfect straw color with a nice like malty backbone on it. It, and it drinks so light and crisp too. It's got a nice dryness to it and you still get a lot of the floral hop character of those noble hops in there too.
0: Yeah. Mm Um, you can see there, uh, it had really nice lacing, uh, which so means
1: what, Tom? Which means what?
0: It's a good quality beer. Which means
1: uh, which means it had some good what?
0: Good head retention, which you can see right there. Ah, uh, headboat, head retention. Head retention head all the way down to the bottom. Uh, uh, like ooh, you said,
1: ooh, head all the way down to the uh, bottom, huh? Uh-huh.
0: It lives up to its name. <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> um uh yeah, I told
1: like, you we weren't going to get out of headboat without making one yeah. joke.
0: Um yeah, like Dan said, uh great straw color. Um you know, reads, drinks, everything like a, a classic German beer. Um, yeah, just a, a really well rounded Hellas lager.
2: Thanks, I- guys. And just to tie in the the name headboat, because not everybody knows what a headboat is. But uh, a headboat is a fishing boat that people. Most of the beer, actually, all the beers that we have are named after nautical or or fishing themed things. So a headboat is like a party boat where you go and every each person pays by the head ah, to fish okay. for the yeah. day. It's like a charter for yeah. a four hour yeah. thing. It's like a charter, but it's per head rather than you rather than you buy the whole boat. Ah, so that's okay. why it's called a headboat. boat. So it, it's you know it, it's an easy way for people to get access to the ocean and fish, and it's it kind of fits the name of the beer. So we. Got it. Headboat.
1: So it's not named after a video you would see in the back of your video rental store when you go like through the curtain and it's like the first one you see. It's like, oh, headboat. What's that about?
2: It, it, it could be. It I mean, could you be. totally. It could go anywhere.
0: It's but, not. But, it's, it's not what. Uh, it's not what Dante Culpepper and the Vikings got busted on in the uh, no,
2: early two thousand. <laughs> oh, um, we, we have we have a we have several people that call it boat head rather than head boat. That's probably more like what Dante Culpepper was involved in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are the people that come in from Sea Isle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any more of that Boathead? head? <laughs> hey, hey, <hey>, Boathead.
1: <laughs> uh, it's so delco. Uh,
0: all right. Let's get
1: into our uh, our next beer. Uh, I'm so excited for this one. Yeah. I, I really like this beer. And I'm going to get it pulled up here for you while we get this uh, set up. Here. All
0: right.
2: So we're going to do. I'll, I'll wait to crack it this time. Yes. Oh, man. We're going to get it.
1: Um, so this beer, uh,
0: you could talk about a little bit cause you had a nice little story behind. Yeah. It. So, uh, when I, we were wrapping up at the brewery, I was, I was like, okay, well I have to get beer for Dan and I, um, I know I'm getting the Hellas for sure. Um, so I always like to mix it up and, a Hellas or a lager and, you know, usually an IPA and I forget what I was, uh, you do the uh, crispy boy, hazy boy yeah, dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was between, Slammer and a uh, uh, Schoolie. Mm-hmm. I was between Slammer and Schoolie, and uh, and I didn't even say anything. I just I looked at the beer tender and I said, "Hey, what would you get between?" And he goes, "Slammer." And I was like, <laughs> "He just cut you off." He was just like, "Slammer." <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, that answers that question. I'll take the Slammer."
1: <laughs> and that's exactly what we're going to be getting into. But before we get into it, guys, again you guys can check out what we're going to be uh you know drinking on the podcast, what we've had on the podcast by following us on you guessed it untapped. Boo! And you can follow us at best best friends pod, that's best best friends p o d. All right. So yeah, dude, <laughs> I wanted to talk about that too, man. I we found that out on the uh, on the stream before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just an awesome little... Uh, they all
0: line up. <laughs> I was
1: like, eh, these, these these cars are robots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, we're going to be doing Slammer, uh, New England IPA, a hazy, soft, yellow ale that offers notes of pineapple and grapefruit. If you're looking for a bright, crushable New England, this one is for you. So 6.2% ABV, a nice crushable at New England right there. Um, and we're looking at a 3.8. Oh, man, it's almost hitting that four. Almost yeah. a hype beer status right there, guys on untapped
0: all right justin you don't love untapped we know that Um, justin loves it yeah (laughs) all right right. let's uh let's get cracking on these are we gonna crack okay guys three two one i
1: I got a little bit on my chin
0: yeah i got a little boat head on my chin
1: (laughs) can you uh hand me a towel tom
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you need one for real no i I don't i'm joking
1: It was a joke. I was just going to sit here on the bed waiting for you to pass me a towel. Not my eyes. <laughs> it's in my hair.
0: All right. All right. So doesn't everybody love a nice 12 ounce can of New England IPA? I will tell you,
1: I am all for the 12 ounce can like revolution for New England's. Um, it's just especially one as crushable as Slammer. When we first had this, I think... We originally started with one can, and I I readily made it two cans. Oh yeah, <laughs> when we uh, when we did this, but um, well, first guys, cheers, sancho, cheers.
0: And Dan is so, uh, Dan, Dan's insulting you by drinking it out of a Ludlam Island glass.
2: It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well so, but he, 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 here's here's the funny thing: it's funny you guys mentioned the can because the reason we put it in a twelve ounce can is because we noticed that nobody else does that. Most of the New England's come in a 16 ounce can, yeah. which is fine. And most of ours do. But we, but we decided for this beer that we wanted to put it in a 12 ounce can to kind of fit it in, fit it into our distro model a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, just be something that, you know, you can grab six and go, like you said, like yeah. sometimes you have it, one, sometimes you have two. It's just, it's just, it's just easier, but. So the, much the easier cool to,
0: thing- to throw these in a, in a cooler and take it to the beach.
2: Right, right. And, the, and the, um, the interesting thing about this beer is, is that it's basically all galaxy hops. So it's kind of like a super crushable, super juicy, like – Super juxt-
0: expensive to make.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but by putting it in 12-ounce cans, we get a little bit more um, bang for your buck, so to speak. So we're able to get more of it out there. It, it's it's an extremely popular beer. We, we introduced it about a year ago um and it's it sells like crazy i mean and then it's it's just a it's it's really smooth i mean the description kind of does it justice it's it's pineapple notes it's tropical fruit notes it's it's only six two so it's not like super super high abv but it uh but it's it's one of our our best-selling beers now in full disclosure I am not a big New England IPA guy. I'm a more of a West Coast guy. My brother is the New England guy. I get it. So he 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 uh, he made this beer specifically for me because it has a tiny little bit, a tiny little bit of bite at the end of it. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and he goes, "You got to have that pine bite, or you're not going to drink it." And I said, "Yeah, you're right." But yeah, a good mix. But of I that still pie. I still like the clear IPAs. <laughs> yeah, better, but that's just me
0: so so ryan uh from you kind of answered this already ryan from warwick farms asked uh what hops are in the beer so it's primarily uh it's galaxy like,
2: it's like 90 galaxy
0: okay it is it uh is the rest uh, simcoe is that what's giving it a bitter bite uh
2: yeah I th- yeah it's it's simcoe um it might even be a little bit of citra i'm not total i'm not 100 sure what the what the boil hop is but the dry hop and most of the regular hops is all galaxy
1: don't say citra too loud or uh ryan from warwick might pop a little boner he just got out of the shower yeah he might have to go back he he, he might still be in the he might still be in a towel right now (laughs) (laughs) pitching a 10 over there
2: but but the 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 the, the, you know we introduced it it's got a little bit of oats in it it's got a little bit of wheat i mean it's it's kind of got everything that that makes a new england what it is and uh when when we first launched it we didn't really we have a cup we have another beer called the ridge i don't know if you've had that but the ridge is a, a new england ipa that we make that's um, in a 16 ounce can and it's it's similar to this but it doesn't have the same tropical notes to it cuz it doesn't have any galaxy in it but it, it, it these they they kind of play off each other so most people who like the ridge like slammer uh, there there's you know make another beer called countercurrent which is a new england and that one sells, sells about the same clip as these other ones. So it's a, it's the one new England that we make that I really like. And it's the, this is an interesting fun fact. My wife doesn't really like beer at all. Um, but this beer, she drinks all the time. So, which is good, but it's, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a cool, it's a good beer. And, uh, and we really, we really kind of, Fallen back on it as being one of our staples. It's a flagship, so it comes. It's, it'll be available all year round, um, and it's it it's it's done really well for us.
1: Awesome, and I think you hit on a great point right there, talking about how your wife likes it and she's not into craft beer. I feel like the New England IPA, like as of recently, were like you know during the pandemic, you know people kind of looking at the can revolution, and getting takeout beer and bringing it home, and being introduced to craft beer. You know, the New England IPA is kind of that gateway IPA for people who go, oh, I don't like IPAs. They're too bitter. Or, you know, mm-hmm. during the IBU wars, they had like a 60 minute and sure. it was, you know, it was too bitter for them. And now they're like, oh, we'll try this New England IPA. And they're right. just like, you know, oh, it's a little bit, you know, the bitterness is a little subdued. You're getting a little piney, but you're getting more of that like fruit, tropical, a little bit. I would say there's also always that like resinous, like dank feeling that you get with it. And some yeah. people just... It's just easier for people to. It's a little bit more approachable for those people who like. Yeah,
2: and it's funny. I had I had a, a customer in the tasting room about a week ago, who came in and he was all about like, "What are the IBUs in that? What are the?" We don't post the IBUs on any of our beers. On we we have them, but we don't put them on on tap. Yep, I saw that. And I and I literally said to the guy, I said, "Listen, IBUs is just a measurement. Yeah, right. So." You could have a beer with 68 IBUs and have it be in New England. And you can have a beer with 68 IBUs and have it be a West Coast, and they taste entirely different. Exactly. Right? So don't get so hung up on the IBU. Go go by how it tastes to you. I've had I've I've had IPAs with an IBU as high as like 98. Yeah. And they don't taste bitter. They don't, it it it's it's all about the the layering of the hops it's all about the flavor of the hops what what the the flavor profile of each hop throws off some of them throw off stone fruit some of them throw off pineapple some of them throw off uh, pine tropical citrus some of them are grassy it just depends on on the on the hop that's being used by the brewer and the art of it is how you blend that all together to make it have a good a good flavor profile yeah you just pick an IPA based on its IBUs nine times out of 10, you're going to be disappointed. Right. You need to go in and like try it. That's why they let you make flights, man. That's why you can take like a four ounce beer, taste it. It's like, there's no buyer's remorse. I'll even give you just a little, a little hit off the tap, like a little half pour and you can taste it if you like it or not. That's the, just, uh, that's my wife's get, special
0: there. People uh, get very, what?
2: very hung up on, on the whole IBU thing. IBUs are important because that's how, if you enter a competition, that's how beers are judged. All that's an extremely important but as a as a uh, purveyor of craft beer, as someone who says, "Listen, don't get hung up on those numbers." Like nobody walks into a brewery and goes, "What's the SRM on this beer?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody cares what the color is; they just want to know what the IBU is. Right? It's like guitar so, players asking how, how many tubes you have in your amp. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I If I walked into a a, a brewery and I ordered, uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, give me am Like, "Oh, it's sixty eight IBUs." I'd be like okay
1: yeah Uh uh-huh and I I feel like those are the uh those are the veterans of like when IBUs were like you know like I said like the IBU wars were like the early like 2000s when you had all of those like extremely piney and resinous IPAs coming out and people just they clamored over IBUs IBUs were just like it was something that they had no idea what it even stood for and they just clamored over it
2: <laughs> yeah it could and, be and the other thing too is with with the ibus and everything too is is that a lot of times people get confused that they think that ibu has some impact on abv and it doesn't like ibu has nothing to do with it so they're like oh the higher the ab ibu the higher the abv no yeah. you could have a beer with 35 percent ib or ibu and be 11 percent alcohol it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So it's kind of just educating the consumer and getting them to understand that it's not all about these numbers. Sure. If right. you want to go by the numbers all the time, you can. But the numbers can be very those IBU numbers can be very misleading. And a lot of times people will come in and say, I don't want to drink a beer that's over 50 IBU because it's going to be too bitter. But then you have something like Slammer, which might be like 75 or 80 IBU, but it doesn't taste bitter at all. So th- that's why we don't put the numbers up there. So people at least try it. And then if they want to know, we'll tell them what they are, you know, it is what it is, but, but it, you know, it, it I don't want to say it's a useless uh, measure because it's absolutely not, but it's not something that I, as a, as an owner of a brewery would recommend to someone to purely pick the beer based on IBUs. Yeah. The
0: the person that comes in asks what the IBU is, I, I would just, I would recommend just telling them, "Look, man, you're not a cicerone." Yeah, just you grab know, them
1: just... by whatever scarf they wore coming in there, uh-huh. and just.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't care how many untapped badges you have. Yeah. Right. Uh, just pick the one that sounds good and uh, and try it, and let me know if it tastes all right.
1: Uh, all these people. I I love this beer. Yeah, I'm just gonna say right now. This when you uh, when we did our test stream, and we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna have two beers, just test out the stream, talk a little bit." Like after like downing a head bow was just such a crisp, clean, crushable drinker. And yeah. then I just slam slammer too, because I had one and then we kept talking. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have this other one while I have it.
0: <laughs> so, um, I wanted to bring this up to you, Dan. The one thing that I'm noticing, um, now I picked this up at the end of August. Yes. Um, not really, not much, to, if any, hot fallout. No, not at all. I mean, in fact, I
1: think I think a little bit I think the the tropical notes are a little bit more subdued and you're getting a little bit more bitterness, which I'm actually enjoying the evolution of this beer, which makes me happy because if I'm ever going to get slammer, especially if it's down, like you said, you guys are going to be like distributing and it's going to be in Philadelphia, even like from where we are location wise. I don't go to Philadelphia that often, Um, but, you know getting this beer i wanted to have lasting where i'm going to enjoy it fresh and i'm also going to enjoy it if it's been in the fridge for a little mm-hmm. while and i'm still in like this has a nice bitterness to it like tropical notes are still there a little bit more subdued but that bitterness comes in as like a raining champ now on this beer
0: it's real big pineapple on the nose yeah um and then it's more of that like grapefruit like tropical bitter
1: yeah so they it went for more like uh, a little bit more grapefruity now mm-hmm. It was a lot yeah, and, of the pineapple before.
2: Yeah. One of the things that we try to do um, in New Jersey, we're allowed to self-distribute. So we have a lot more control over the the age of the beer and when it goes out. But one of the things we try to do is we try to keep our beer as fresh as possible because the batches are relatively small. I mean, we only do about 150 to 180 cases of, be- of beer per batch. Yeah. Um, so when we go in, in, into Pennsylvania, slammer is one of the beers that's going to be released in pa um but we'll try to keep it again once it goes to a distributor you kind of lose a little bit of control right but but we will try to keep it as fresh as we can but you you make a good point point. one of the things we try very hard on on our end is we're all about the beer like we're you've you've been here before we we're, it's not a big showy place it's all about the beer we we have You know, we have four guys in the back that just crank out product and they, you know, they, they're fanatical about quality control, about making sure that there's not a lot of um, issues with the canned beer, that it's canned correctly, that it it closes, you know, that it, we don't have a lot of D of uh, dissolved oxygen in it or anything like that. The, the one other thing that we try to do too. And we try to keep our beer cold all the time. So we tell retailers if they're going to carry it, it has to be kept cold. You can't put it on a shelf. Now there are some beers, like even headboat is one of them that could be, could be shelf stable, shelf stable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fine. But any, any IPA, especially in new England that has any kind of dry hop in it, the, as soon as it gets warm and sits on a shelf, it's going to start to degrade. Yeah. So you want to keep it cold. And a lot of these places do that. And we, we tell folks that come from PA to go up to Jersey. Like, listen, if you're driving home for the day, Bring it's cool. fine. Yeah. But if put it in a cooler, if you can, but if you're just going from like here to home, it's only right. an hour and a half, you're going to be all right. What you don't want to do is get the beer, go to the beach, leave it in your car after all afternoon. So it gets hot and then drive home. Cause it's going to taste like crap when you get out. Right. Or it might not taste like crap, yeah. but it's not, it's not good. It's not good for the beer. So we tell people that all the time and a lot of people really kind of dial into that and figure it out. So we'll, we're going to do our best to keep the beer as fresh as we can going into distro into PA, but you make a good point. I mean, you bought this at the end of August or in August and it's, it's still pretty stable. We have another beer that we've had beers. And one of the things we've tested with our beers is we used to, we have a crowler machine in the tasting room. We'll take a crowler machine and we'll crowler, like almost like controls. So we'll crawler a bunch oh, of beers, okay. to the control for it and we'll put it in a, fr- in a fridge in the back of the brewery and it can sit for a year. It could sit for more than a year. We don't know how long oh, it's back. Okay. And then we'll crack it and go, what's it taste like? Oh, tastes like it was poured yesterday. Hmm. Good. Oh, it, it got a little bit of uh, uh oxidation. It's not so good. So there, there's ways to kind of combat that so that we, we do that kind of testing on a regular. Oh, that's cool uh, yeah, yeah. That's really to cool to hear cool right there.
1: And I know that Tom like cradles his beer like a child and like oh, you know, this, takes care of it. Like This he, has never not been a crisp beer. <laughs> he's had me. it He's had it either in a cooler or refrigerated its and entire that's good, journey since.
2: And, and Tom, I applaud you for that because there's some people <laughs> just throw it in the back of their car. Oh, I put it in the back of my pickup truck. I'm like, great. And it's 98 degrees outside. By the time you get home, those cans are going to be hot. They're not going to be yeah. warm. They're going to be hot. Yeah.
1: yeah i'm just thinking about drinking a hot ipa right now and just oh (laughs) Oh,
0: so peppery (laughs) (laughs) but i i think i think this is gonna start becoming more and more of a thing we've seen it um sly fox has their their haze fix victory Uh, victory has their their 12 ounce hazy blue moon just came out with a 12 ounce new england Uh, yeah, I was going to
1: say all those, all those other breweries out there, like, uh, mind haze was another one, uh, stones doing it as well. Um, you know, everybody's putting out 12 ounce hazies because people want something that's like you said, easy to pack in a cooler. Uh, coolers are measured by 12 ounce cans. They're not measured by 16 ounce. So don't -hmm. think when it says holds this many cans, it's going to be all your hype beers and your uh, fruited sours and stuff.
0: But what I'm getting at is you're going to start seeing once you get these big breweries that are mass uh, distributing these, uh, these beers, there's a technique that goes along with that. And you're, and that kind of uh, kind of trickles down, you know, Ronald Reagan trickle down theory, uh, <laughs> tri- down to the, <laughs> the craft breweries, the smaller craft breweries. And, you know, you get that knowledge that, okay well we need to do this so it can sit on a shelf or you know it doesn't have to necessarily go in a cooler you know it can it breaks my heart
1: going to like a like a supermarket and seeing beers that I I I know aren't shelf stable and just being like why are you guys doing this and even picking (laughs) picking them up and having to go (sighs) (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. Well, another part of it too, though, is also educating the retailer. Like one of the, one of the worst beers you could possibly leave out is the sour because the sour can re-ferment in the can. Yep. And then basically you have these little CO2 bombs that blow up yep. all over your brewery or all over your store. Um, so, you know, we, we, t- the other part of it, the other side of that equ- equation is you're going to fight for refrigeration space because there's less refrigeration space than there is shelf space at most beer stores. But at the end of the day it's about the quality of your product and if your if your product has to be cold has to be kept cold you have to tell the retailer you got to keep it cold if i have to give up two skus to keep my stuff cold fine i'll do that because it's going to it's going to make the consumer's experience better at the end of the day
0: Dan's and, over here trying to figure and, out a way to live in that glass.
1: I know. I just want like a wall plug-in of just this scent that I'm getting off of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: need Slammer plug-in. There we go.
1: I need a, cool. I need a Slammer plug-in for my Febreze uh, wall unit. <laughs> uh, so,
2: You guys were commenting earlier on the can. That the, the can, um, we have a, a a guy that designs all of our can artwork. Down, he's actually down in Florida. Um, and he actually has a clothing line called Slacker Tide believe it or not.
1: Oh yeah. And that,
2: that's kind of how we found him. And he came up with this idea. We, we, the, uh, for those of you that oh, are that's nice, like yeah. fishermen, a slammer is a big blue fish. Yep. right? So, so basically we said to him, we need you to make a can with a big blue fish on it, but make it look cool,
1: but make it 12, but make it a 12 ounce can <laughs> and make it a 12 ounce can.
2: And he came back with this hop, you know, the blue fish in the shape of a hop that's divided up three ways. And you stack three cans and it makes the whole fish. And it, it, it was, it was, it's really cool. It's one of the, it's one of our favorite cans. So, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's very recognizable, but that's, and, and Slammer has a double entendre. I mean, it's a very easy drinking beer.
1: Crushable. Yeah. And slam. Slam after a fish, mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, you kind of throw it all together. It is what it is.
1: I remember on our test stream, you know, I like down two of these in like probably an hour <laughs> and I like put the cans together. I'm like, Tom, Check it out. They fit, they go, together. They fit together, man.
2: <laughs> when we first launched it, we had a, our, our marketing guy made a video of the cans and it literally looked like the, like the cans were swimming across the bar. Uh, that's I awesome. Like no stop, idea how like stop
1: motion. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah. it was pretty cool. Um <laughs> uh, Dan,
0: final thoughts on the beer.
1: Uh, I'm a huge fan of this beer and it, um, I'm happy that it's going to be coming into Pennsylvania. Um, uh, you know, echoing what we've talked about over the last like 45 minutes is just, you know, breweries that are bringing great beers like this into Pennsylvania just makes me happy because it makes it more available for me. So I like it. Uh, this beer perfect, I would say tropical on the nose agreed like, and it kept that throughout the entire lifespan since August. Um, and then just the notes on the palate and the taste getting a little bit more like peppery bitterness, a little pininess on the taste. It like the tropical notes on the palate subdued a little bit, still there, but brought up a lot more of the bitterness, which I like as an old school IPA drinker. I've been an IPA fan, you know, since I started drinking craft beer. So I I really enjoy this beer. It's one of my favorite.
0: it it sounded like dot 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 it's one of my
1: favorite i'm like it's one of my favorites um i don't know what else to say (laughs) i'm just clamoring over it right
0: now (laughs) yeah no this is uh it's very enjoyable um i love this selection of uh of the 12 ounce cans at the brewery uh especially for you know taking back to the uh the beach house tom the mars and lagers and six-pack 12 ounce cans too (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna have to drive Sorry. there. Sorry, huh? Martin. Yeah, we, <laughs> Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, we got an education last week. It's pronounced Miertson. Mertzon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just
1: sound like the Swedish <laughs> chef when I try <laughs> Actually, and say. Yeah, I, I know. Every time I try and say it, it's like <laughs> <laughs> um
0: No, I like. A, you guys have a great selection of 12 ounce cans. Like I said, it's it, it's a. I would rather bring back a a, a, a six pack of 12 ounce cans to, to the beach house than, you know, four pack. Um, but the, the, slammer super approachable, um, nice, bright, uh, tropical with just that hint of, of bitterness at the end. Um, really like just like the, the headboat, it's a well-rounded new England IPA. Thanks Agreed. guys. Yeah. Um, Dan, we got about, uh, we got about 20 minutes left.
1: Yes, we do. We do have one little extra beer, I guess. That you, uh, yeah, you surprised me it's with another another here. beach beer. Another beach beer. Yeah, this
0: is the one that my my wife picked out. This was her, her selection. Did she like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I forget she had two. I think she had the Hef and the uh, and this next guy that we're bringing. Yeah, up the right Hef and the and the sour here, the salty sailor, the salty sailor. The salty
2: sailor. Salty All right, salty
0: sailor. Now this is what. Uh, I feel like this is a beer that it's just all these flavors should be in a goza. It should be a goza should be salty. Oh,
1: this beer has some significance to the brewery as well. This is a, you know what? A lot of people do their anniversary beers and they do like a hazy because it's popular. It's like, hey, it's our anniversary. We're going to do this. But it's awesome to see that you guys kind of did this. And I'll pull it up for you here on the screen and get this out. All right, let's
0: do it. Let's do it. So Salty Sailor, you guys brewed it oh in honor of your 3 year anniversary, which I had no idea, which
2: Well, that uh, was 2 that was 2 years ago. Oh, okay. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a margarita gosa, uh brewed with locally har- harvested sea salt from Windy Acre Farms and limes. Uh this beer is tart, refreshing, and effervescent.
2: Yep. And yeah. and the cool thing about that uh, about the salt from this beer is that it's actually harvested from Townsend's Zimlet. Okay. So, so oh, awesome. You, so, for those of you who are familiar with Avalon and, Stone, uh, Avalon and Sea Isle, that's the inlet that splits the two towns from the barrier island. And the farm that actually does that has some old greenhouses in the back that they have. Basically, they dry the water out and then they extract the salt from the from the uh, from the ocean. So it's like super fresh. Um, it has a low, actually has a low sodium content compared to like other salts. Um, I'm not sure how that all works out, but that's basically what's going on. And then it used, we then we use key lime as the puree to, uh, to make it a margarita goza. It's an extremely popular beer in the summer. People gravitate towards it. Um, it is pretty crushable um and it also makes an incredible cadillac margarita if you ever want to make one oh. use the beer as the margarita mix I add a little know. bit of tequila a little bit of orange liqueur shake it up rim the glass it's, I have one it's pretty banging. <laughs> i might do that all J- right
0: just jam it in there <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get a little crack here in three two one
1: you salty sailor yeah
0: Yeah. Townsend Inlet. You can you can grab a a salty sailor and go down to a fantastic dog beach. right on the CIL side Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of the inlet. Uh, Great dog beach down there.
1: Nice. Uh, Great skate shop. Method skate shops right there. Yes, it is. You can snag a Jones soda. Talk to Mark over there. Um, God, I've I've been skating for that guy since Bridgeport, Pennsylvania, man. He's an awesome dude
0: some ice cream over at uh oh,
1: yeah nickelbee's uh dude I, you know what for how like far away we are from townsend's inlet we oh. spend a lot of time in yeah. townsend's inlet when we were younger <laughs> well
0: la- last summer last summer uh you were more you were closer yeah, yeah we mo- we were up on 77 yeah which is odd because we're always in like the third like mid to high i always like to call it ground corners.
1: zero of sea isle it's like you know dead center like where all the bars are and everything yeah <laughs>
0: All right, Dan. Cheers. You. Yeah, no, this is a this is a great beach beer.
1: I'm thinking this, about that Cadillac Margarita right now.
2: <laughs> this is a good it's pretty good beer. man. I'm telling you, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking like a little bit of tequila bite with this beer oh,
0: And the label looks like a, our buddy Ryan with his pit vipers.
1: <laughs> a little ride for Warwick Firebirds. Actually, it looks like uh, you said your brother.
2: <laughs> it does look a little bit like my brother. Yeah, it does look. I like don't want to say it's modeled after him, but he basically <laughs> took on that look after we moved. After Captain Soul well, there's. Um, we have another non-beer related version of the of that captain, and he kind of took on that resemblance. He's got a full beard. And he dresses up like him for Halloween every
1: year. <laughs> man, I want that's, that's great. I want every brewery to send me like a dual photo so I can like guess which one's going to be the person that comes on the podcast. <laughs> because I was like, man, we should get a pool going and like put money down on which one answers the uh, stream or which one pops up on the stream.
2: <laughs> well, I, I'll be I'll be honest with you. In full disclosure, my brother is not the we use the we use the term I'm he's I'm the rapper, he's the DJ. Uh, so, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I like that. He, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a very like uh, outgoing social guy. He doesn't, doesn't really speak too much in public. Gotcha. But, uh, so I you're, have you're, the opposite you're, problem. I could talk the ear off a wooden Indian and he can <laughs> like,
0: do whatever. So. You're, you're the, you're the salt slash Peppa and he's the Spinderella.
2: There you, oh, there you go.
0: Okay, that's a good one. I like go. that.
2: Yeah, he, and, and we use that all the time. And it's funny. Like even our regular customers know. Like when Ted comes into the tasting room and he's in there and he's hold like sort of holding court. Everybody listens, you know, because they're so used to me being in there holding court and him not coming in all the time. But <laughs> but he, w- w- once he gets to know you and he knows who you are, then he's he's probably one of the funniest people you've ever meet in your life. But he's not. Um, he 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 can't he does, he has a hard time public speaking. He could barely do the toast at my wedding. Put it. Okay. All right. (laughs)
0: Um, so what I really like about this beer is how approachable it is, um, to a lot of people. Um, for example, you know, I, I brought this back, uh, to the beach house and none of my family are craft beer drinkers. They're, you know, uh, my brother will drink an IPA here and there. Um, but I can give this out and everyone's gonna enjoy it because it doesn't taste like classic beer. beer. It, <laughs> right. It drinks
1: like a cocktail. Like he mentioned, like the Cadillac mm. margarita. All I'm thinking is, man, I just want a little bit of tequila in there. Uh-huh. It like it drinks like a cocktail. It's tropical. Is it, it
0: it's it's summer in a can. Yeah, it's like a virgin margarita, but it's not virgin. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. And and the interesting thing is is when we, we actually did a, a series of cocktails with four of our beers right pre COVID, right before COVID, the summer before COVID. So that would have been summer of 2019. And one of the beers that we did was salty sailor. And it's simple. Like use a, don't use a cheap tequila. Use it at least a mid grade to high end tequila, an orange liqueur. And oh, you okay. use the beer, you use the beer as the margarita mix and you salt the rim. I'm telling you, man, it's here's why most margarita mix that you get is super sweet like it tastes it's too much sugar yeah because they want the bite of the lime to be down this is a little a real a real margarita they use real limes so this uses real limes but doesn't have the sweetness because of the salt and because they're key limes so it ends up being a really really good cocktail and you don't get like that sweater feel on your tongue from drinking all the sugar
1: yeah yeah <laughs> No, this has, yeah, there is that, there's a backbone to this, um, like sweetness that, yes, the salt is in there and there's just a little bit of like, hey, this is like a, you know, this is a beer. This is, yeah. You know,
2: yeah. Something. Yeah. And if you're adding, you know, it's it's not a high alcohol beer. It's only four and uh, like a little over four and a half percent. Yeah. But it has, um, but when you add a tequila to it, now you're basically doing a, a double. Yeah. So, yeah. So That's what it is, you know? And, uh, and,
0: you know, a, a classic Goza is inherently salty. Mm-hmm. So adding the, I mean, you come to expect a, the the salt to this, but they, I, I love the the addition of the sea salt in it. And when you said the, the key lime puree, it doesn't drink like a pureed beer. You know, when you think of a pureed beer, you think of like that, like you said, that like sweater mouthfeel.
1: Yeah, that um, sweetness, that's yeah. just...
0: And, this just comes through like it's almost like every can you squeeze the key lime into it.
1: I feel like South Jersey just nails the gosa. Like, oh. I've this is like my second gosa from that area. Um, the oyster, the Kme oyster gosa is just like it like you guys have nailed that like perfect like salt taste to like a gosa it kind of runs food. in our
2: blood down here man. yeah so i know you
1: <laughs> can... <laughs> it runs in your blood it's it's salty found in your... folks down there yeah it's found but, in your vehicles I, I, that's I'll why my dad also... says never buy a vehicle from south jersey
2: <laughs> yeah, they're probably all rusted out there's a reason
1: yeah,
0: why the vet the, never the,
2: made the, the other trip thing down down that there. i would also say too is we did a collaboration with Eaton sand i don't know if you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Eaton yeah. Sand. yeah 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 we did one with them this summer, which is basically the lemon version of this beer. Ooh. Now, it wasn't originally designed to be that. They wanted to do a Goza with local sea salt, so they used the same sea salt. But they used Meyer lemons in it instead of okay. um, it a little instead sweeter? of the limes. Mm. And that was exceptional. I mean, it was really good. Mm. And it was called Sand and Tide. I don't know how much of it they have left, but it, it, it was super good. Mm. And it was a collab between... Them and us, and we're going to do another collab with them probably in the winter, January February timeframe. Um, what we'll do a darker beer or something, something wintry. But but there that that beer was really good too. So I tell people like if you like the lime, try the lemon. So okay, yeah, pretty good.
0: I like that. Um, <clears throat> it's about time to wrap up. Um, do you have a Jason? You have a little bit of time to do uh, some bonus
2: bonus time sure i i i got nothing to do i <laughs> <All> right i'm <laughs> gonna going go home and watch tv when this is over so actually I, we have uh, we have
1: one question here uh farkas is sure. back he wants to ask uh it was there lime zest used in this
2: no not lime zest it was just key lime puree
0: okay. oh cool all
2: right i like it
0: um all right so We're going to go to bonus time. Um, We do bonus time uh, on our live streams. Uh, If you're an audio only listener. Sucks to be you. Yep. You're missing out. This is what you miss out on when you don't uh, get on the live stream with us. Um, So uh, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, Jason, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time. Um, Guys, you are... You'll be remiss if you don't make the trip down to. I mean, I'll I'll say it. If you don't make the trip down to Sea Isle, I mean, Sea Isle it's the best beach on the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> But when you're down in Sea Isle, uh, you get you go out Sea Isle Boulevard, go up to Gleason's, make a right on nine, Bing Bang Boom, you get down. uh, What what you what's make the, the most on? Delco directions are,
2: are, ever? Are here's the best thing to do. Put it in your Google Maps. Ten seventy two Route eighty three. Unit number three, Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey, is Slack Tide Brewing Just Company. Just Slack Tide. No,
0: don't even do it. it, it you're like Delco Go a Map Quest. Go at there. Seattle Boulevard it. out to Gleason's. Gleason's going to be Gleason's going to be on right, your left. Wawa's going to be on like your right. It's literally a left
2: and a right. Yeah. It is Absolutely. It, actually, it's a it's a left and a right. It's a left and yeah. a right out of Seattle Yep. To get there, but it's it's on Route 83. Nine seconds. down to 83.
0: Bing bang boom. You're there.
2: Right there, and and when we move to our new place, which is only eight tenths of a mile away, I was going to say it's it's a stone's throw away. (laughs) You just have to turn left, and you're there. You don't have to turn right again.
0: When you're on your way out of Seattle, and you stop at Slack Tide on your way out, because that's the correct way to go out. Don't go out the Garden State Parkway to the to Atlantic City Fifty-five, baby, all day. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, It's the (laughs) correct way to go. Uh, you, You go by, pick up some Slack Tide beer, bring it back to you in your cooler. Bring a cooler. (laughs) we've learned that on this episode, bring a cooler. Uh, you're going to go, you're going to go down a little bit. You're going to see a big vacant lot and it's going to have a sign outside that says the future home of the bigger slack (laughs) Tide." Yep. (laughs)
2: Um, when's that, uh, when's that going to go up? We hope to break, we hope to be breaking ground, um, late November, early December of this year. It's going to take about a year to build the building. So figure early 2023 will be over. but we'll be in our current location until that opens up. So,
0: and head over there. It's a, it's a great little brewery. Um, I mean, I, I say it's great. It's physically little, but I mean, you guys are cranking out beers. You have a ton of, like I mentioned, you have a ton of beers on your menu. Uh, it's a great tap room. Uh, you sit out back in the, in your gravel area. Um, in the, qu-
2: in the We Are Not Okay Corral, that's what we call that. Okay, I like that.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Sounds like such a My Chemical Romance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hit up Slack Tide. Uh, like he said, there's what, nine nine
2: breweries? in nine, nine- brewer- two, Soon to be ten, but there's nine breweries in Cape May County right now, yes. It's
0: it, it, literally like a, a ten-minute drive between you and Ludlam. You can get the best of both worlds there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, yeah. I, like you said, that whole area, like the Cape May County, like Dennis area just is saturated with grape breweries yeah. and distilleries too. So, you know, head on down there and check them all out. Guys, On, uh, I guess just go through the plugs. You know, you got slacktidebrewingco.com. Uh, check out their website, uh, Slack Tide Beer on Facebook, and you guessed it, Slack Tide Beer on Instagram. Um, even check them out here on untapped i
0: guess at slack tide brewing company <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh guys that's that'll wrap it up for this stream um i don't even know what do we do for and pl- I, I don't have any plugs Danny. you have any plugs
1: Uh no no plugs do you guys have anything like coming up any events that you guys are doing
2: well, tomorrow night, we're going to be at uh, Stingers on the Waterfront in Ridley Park for our uh, our happy hour launch into Pennsylvania. So
0: that's tonight, um, if you're an audio-only yeah, listener. audio-only listener, so this tonight. Will, yeah. yeah, this That'll will be, be out tonight. Wednesday morning, so that's tonight. Head down to Ridley Park. Uh, head on down to Stingers. Yeah. That sounds like a bar that people just get
1: wrecked yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, head, head down yeah. to Stingers. <laughs> 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 I mean, Ridley Park, isn't it? Is that Delco? Yeah, yeah, yes. That's a heart of Delco. That's a heart of Delco. If I'm getting my GPS correct here.
0: Yeah, Ridley in a barrel. So Come you're going to get some Thanksgiving water, game.
1: You're going to get some waterways. You're going to get some hoagies,
0: and you're going to get some slack tide beer. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I don't. What time's that event?
2: Five to seven.
0: I
1: might. I know you're like Delco like proper there for that. I might stop by. I don't know. Maybe
0: make some posts on social media. Maybe I might. I might. We'll see what, uh, what tomorrow brings. I don't know. That's a a
2: story. Hang out.
0: Are you going to be over there, Jason?
2: Yes. Both my, my brother and myself and about four or five of our employees are going to make it up there and we'll, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be representing. All
0: right. Do it, Tom. I might, i maybe, maybe have to make a trip out there. I don't, I don't work too far from Ridley. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um uh and for us, uh Dan. No, no plugs. I don't have any plugs. Okay. Right? No. Um, mm-hmm. all right. Well, uh, you know, you can follow us on all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram. That's it for
1: <laughs> Beth- I was gonna say face, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, hell, our Gmail too is best best friends pod. That's best best friends P O D.
0: I mean, you can go on YouTube and search Best Best Friends Pod. We're not cool enough to get the the custom URL yet. Oh, we can't? No, still can't. Lame. Uh, but you can search Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends. P-O-D. No. I
1: was going to say, for YouTube, you have to be the Best Best Friends Podcast in the world. No. You need the the in no. there.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube's I lame. Mm, I don't know. All right, well... <laughs> Uh, and then you guys join us, uh, like I mentioned before. Join us on uh, on Facebook and YouTube, uh, and join us on Twitch as well uh, for yeah. live streams.
1: You we can- have Farkas keeping us alive on stream. I know, right? For Twitch, everyone else is on uh,
0: on the Facebook. So, uh, so Twitch, uh, you can hop on Twitch.tv/slash Best Best Friends Podcast. That's Twitch.tv/slash Best Best Friends P O D. um yeah so that'll about do it uh do we have anyone lined up for next week do we is Justin gonna be on next week I don't know we have a message from we'll talk <laughs> I guess we'll talk after it I don't I don't I, I'm, I'm so all over the place with scheduling
1: yeah I was gonna say what we I got, s- I scheduled I scheduled two weeks from now so that's
0: okay we got yeah, we got <laughs> we got Harris family coming up and not Harris family We have two locals No, two locals we have two locals, two locals coming up coming on up and that makes me seem really racist. God damn it. Two locals coming up and uh and Dr. Brew Littles. Oh, do we? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we confirmed with Jack. We have not. It's mm. not in the calendar. I'll, I'll take a look. I think we have Dr. <laughs> Brew Littles coming up. Another Jersey, uh Jersey brewery. Maple, Maple Shade. Shade. Jersey. Yeah. Um and outside of that, uh Yeah, we'll be. We're doubling up that week. Yeah. Things are happening. Uh, All right. Let's get out of here. Dan, you know how I feel about you. Yes.
1: Well. I love you. Always have. I thought you were going to (laughs) say the boo
0: one for a second. (laughs) You know how I feel about you.
1: (laughs) Boo!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tom. All right, everybody. Just remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just... Alright, everybody. And always remember uh in these trying times uh that why are you doing, are you doing this time? Uh Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, that was the Clinton family.
1: Oh, it's so awkward.
0: Best best friends podcast, episode 86, 7? 87. 87. We out. See ya.
2: So, crack a beer and laugh at some video. Uh uh uh, uh videos. Superhuman jump through barbed
1: wire bricks. Fuck this shit.
0: Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a
1: cluggolay, yet
0: a cluggolay. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is full. So it's the one for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods out there, were it the ones for me. I've seen it still alive, and listen to best best friends.